You're listening to the Future Education Careers podcast on Future Radio. It's our weekly series here on Future Radio where we look at all the different careers you could well be getting into and we find out how you can forge a career in that particular industry. Uh, Today I'm talking to Steve G. Smith, a driving instructor operating in Norwich and Lowestoft. He currently owns his own driving school, SGS Instructor Training, where he trains others to become instructors. Could well be you. And uh, Steve is here in the studio. Tell us more. Steve, thank you for joining us today. And so uh, how long have you been uh, involved in driving instructing yourself? Right, so I've actually qualified, I qualified as an instructor um, 15 years ago. Yeah, um, and sort of developed from there very, actually quite quickly, um, got into instructor training uh, within like three years. Um, So probably up until about six years ago, I was pretty much half and half training driving instructors and teaching pupils. Um, and then for the last six years, literally, that's when I decided this is the time to go independent and formed myself as SGS Instructor Training. Um, and since then, I've got to be honest, I've been very, very successful. And it's a great career. I love it. So the, one, of the, one of my key benefits is I'm not connected to a driving school. I don't train for any of the other driving schools. People come to me. And I basically home them with the, with the people I think is best at the time. So you've been involved in it in about for about 15, 15 years. 15 years, yeah. So what made you get into it in the first place? That's a really odd story. Um, it was, I used to work, work abroad a lot. So um, I used to be coming, I'd literally be away for three weeks, back for a week. Um, and it was, I, I sort of would arrive home for Christmas around about the 22nd, 23rd of December. And one year, my wife, my late wife, as it now, um, she said to me, um, how do you fancy being home sometime a bit more? Because she used to make a joke. She used to say to me, I've left your um, photograph in the porch window so I know it's you coming back home again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that was where it started. So she literally said, how do you fancy being an instructor? You've always gotten well with people. You, you've always been kind of your own boss. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, I'd never, ever thought about it. So I looked into it and straight away, yeah, I've got to be honest, I'd have started 30 years before if I'd have known how much I enjoy it. So, yeah, that's where it all came from. A total fluke. Never thought about it. Have you always been based in terms of the instructing or have you always been based in Norfolk? Or yes, North yeah, in terms yeah. of instructing, yeah. yeah. I've always been based. used to live near North Walsham and now live near, um, just near Great Yarmouth. Um, and yeah, been always been sort of no. So my grounds now really are um, for training wise on Norwich and Lowestoft. Although I've got to be honest and say probably about forty percent of my work comes from outside. So I've got people coming from Grimsby, Boston, Eastbourne, Brighton, Wolverhampton. I get people travelling over here every week for training. So when you decided, so focusing on just being the instructor for the moment in yes. terms of teaching someone who's never driven before. Yeah. Um, so you, you get into that. Was you was it was you entirely your own independent thing, or was you part of a driving? Originally, school? originally, originally, yeah. I I joined Red. So I trained with somebody called the Instructor College, uh, who I, I don't think they exist anymore. Uh, but I did a couple of years with Red, uh, qualified there. That that served a purpose. You know, that kind of got me into the training side of it. 
Um, so originally, yeah, I was very much a driving instructor. My wife is a um, a driving instructor. Um, so she covers Norwich and Lower Stop, but she also does training for me. So the way it splits in terms of talking about the future, um, if somebody wants to become a driving instructor, they also have to do a theory, as like children have to. They have to do a practical, like an advanced kind of level, practical driving test, which is called a part two. And then the bit where you sit in the passenger seat and train, teach people to be in, to be a, uh, a pupil, um, that's, um, that's the part three. And my wife does the part twos, so she does the advanced driving kind of thing. Why did you decide that you wanted to teach people how to <clears throat> teach to drive? How did you, originally. Yeah, originally. So you'd be, you're instructing people, and now you've decided, actually, I want to instruct the instructors, train the next like generation of uh, driving instructors. Why did you decide to go there? Um, it seemed to be a natural progression. Um, I've always been, for some level, involved. Well, I've always dealt with adults. Um, and that's always the, the big difference is you're dealing with adults, yeah. Um, and I've always been involved with um, developing business stroke and training. So this, it what literally was a natural development to, to take on and begin to train instructors for the future. Um, obviously, it's not for everybody. So one of the other key things, this sounds like a bit of promotion, but what I don't do, I don't take money up front. I charge it as a pay-you-go basis because it's not for everybody. Some people might start training with me and they realise it's not for them so they can walk away without having lost a, a load of money. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just really enjoyable. And especially I, you, it's, there is another qualification you have to get, which is called audit, official register of driving instructor trainers. So I've got that qualification. You, something you're clearly very <coughs> enthused about and enthusiastic about. Oh, yeah. You very much enjoy doing yeah, it. You've yeah, got yeah. a massive grin uh, on your face <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the moment. I yeah. love it. And what does yeah. a standard day for you look uh, like? Standard day for me is um, I always, well, I say always, pretty much my first session is from 9 o'clock till 11. So we'll meet up near um, the Broadland View Business Park. Uh, that's where we start. Um, so... And we do a 9 till 11 session, and then I do a half 11 till half past 1 session, and then I do a 2 o'clock till 4 o'clock session, um, varying between um, training new people to be instructors. So they're, they're called PDIs, which is a potential driving instructor, yeah. So there's a lot of that involved, but there's also a lot of people who are already driving instructors come to see me. Uh, for de professional development, so ongoing development work. So they'll come to see me once every three months, say. Or you've got people we'll, within the industry, uh, most industries, you're monitored to some level. You've got objectives to achieve, whether it be financial targets or uh, some other target-driven objective. Um, and driving instructors are no different. And um, we have to achieve a stand we have to receive a standards check every um, four years or three years, two years, depending upon what the requirement is. And I do a lot of the retraining. So people will come to me who have got a retest coming up uh, after their four years, maybe, or somebody's failed one, and they come back to me and for retraining for the, for the next attempt. Um, so I'm always dealing with either complete new like people who could be 50 years of age, um, and it's completely come out of the blue. You get quite a few people coming along who have been made redundant. Um, I'm thinking, what can I do in the future? Um, and then I've got the ones who have been instructors for 30 years 
and it's just to re- just to help them along the way, re- retraining. But I love it. You know, it's great. What makes you? You've touched upon this already. But what makes you SGS different from, say, the other? driving instructor courses that are out there? Um, well, the fact I'm independent, that's the key one. The key one, I mean, in fact, I think I'm about the only one who is independent. Um, most of the big boys, without being um, derogatory, um, I'm after your money. I want your money because I want to make a profit. But I'm very keen, um, and again, it sounds a bit cliched, but I really do enjoy my job, and I enjoy helping people and teaching people. Um, if you look on my uh, reviews on different different social media, you'll often get there's a comment made about going above and beyond, like supporting beyond just being there for the two hours. I'm there more, you know, I'm 24 hours a day. I'm available. Um, but it's the fact I'm independent. So I am not linked to anybody. I'm not tied to anybody. I will help people, develop people. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also very good at listening. Sounds at the moment like I'm very good at talking, but I'm also very good at listening, and um, I just I just generally like helping people. I don't, as I say, don't have a driving school, so I put people with like in lower stuff. I've got a couple of companies over there who I'll put driving instructors with, new instructors. There's a couple of companies in Norwich who I use them to, if I, I say to farm out my PDA potential driving instructors. Um, and then again, of course, there's the ones who've um, who've already are driving instructors, and they've either got their, they're either independent or they're with a driving school. There's something I've recently started helping. There's a couple of trainers, um, you know, not all day, but a couple of people who, who help teach driving, uh, teach new people coming through with some of the larger schools. There's a couple of those I'm also helping to become trainers. So I'm kind of passing my knowledge on a little bit with that. But really, it's it's all about it's about people. It's about people getting on with people, and I think that's one of the key things, really important to driving instructing. So, someone's on a whim's decided they want to become a driving instructor. Yes. Where do they start? Obviously, I'm sure knowing how to drive is probably a good start. It certainly is. Yeah, uh, you've obviously got to be able to drive. Uh, you've also got to be able to be driven for three and a half years. Um, one of the pitfalls, um, and it may not suit um, the. The listener, it may be for this station, but you don't want to go into it too young. Um, I, I have a lady, a, a lady, I have a lass at the moment who's 24, she was 23 till a month ago. She's 23 going on 35. Absolutely brilliant. She's doing really well. From next month, she's actually going to be out there on the trainee license. I know we haven't mentioned them yet, but you once you go through 40 hours of training, you can then go out there. On it, with teaching people with your own dual controls and get paid for it. Yeah, so Eloise is going to be doing that. You've got the other side of the coin where I've had people who come to me who are 23, 24 who are going on 15, and you just know it's not going to be the right thing. So most people tend to be the 95% tend to be a bit more mature. Um, the other things you've got to watch out for is you, again, a bit like children, uh, you have to do your theory test. So that can be a bit of a shock for certain um, certain groups because they've got to be able to read, take in the the thousand, twelve hundred theory test questions, what they are, and get an idea of the feel of how to answer those. They've got to go through the hazard perception. So it's very similar to the seventeen year olds um, theory qualification, 
But there's a lot more advanced. There's more questions, more clips, higher pass rate. So that's quite tough. Um, and then, of course, like you say, being able to drive, you've also got to be able to prove that you can drive to a high standard. Because when you do finally take that part two test, which is, if I call it the advanced driving test, it's not officially, but it is higher, much higher uh, spectrum than the normal um, test. What the examiner that day is looking for, you're only allowed six faults, uh, whereas on the um, the category B test, which is the children's test, they're allowed 15 faults. You're only allowed six. So he's looking for a much higher level because what he's actually looking for, and this is something that people often don't think about, they'll think, oh, I've got to be a, a, a higher level driver, which is kind of obvious if you're going to teach somebody. But the key thing that you're trying to prove is that you could actually teach somebody to do what you do. So you've got to prove to the examiner that I can actually drive with to the level that and pass this information on that I've got now to that person. So even a, a, a part two, you're just beginning to prove to the authorities that you've got the right personality. Because in, in the near future, this test is going to change slightly from just being a, a normal marking sheet. There will be a little bit more interaction at some point uh, with the uh, examiner. So he's making sure that your thought processes are correct so that you might drive perfectly, but he wants to know did were you the, the th actions that you were taking? Did you actually know and understand why you were doing what you were doing, and not just I managed to not to tick a box, so I didn't get a fault? So he wants to, he's going to be finding out more thought processes, so it is going to get more difficult, and so it should be. I mean, it sounds like a lot of hoops to jump through, but quite, but rightly so, I suppose. Well, quite right? rightly so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, if you think about it in terms of risk and. Um, you know, you're you're teaching somebody who has never, possibly never sat behind a driving wheel before, and you. The, one of the important things is that you're trying to teach somebody to be a safe driver. You know, you'll hear a lot of um, youngsters or parents even sort of nagging about. You know, when are they going to take a test? Are they going to take a test? I've taken them out in my car, and I think they're really good. Um, but as a professional driving instructor, you've got to make sure that you're teaching somebody to be a safe driver and not just pass a test. And I think that's an important thing for, you know, particularly parents to realise because, you know, your your son or daughter could pass a test on, say they pass in Norwich on a Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning they could drive to Glasgow. You've got to know hand on heart that that pupil, you're getting through that test. You're happy for that to happen. Because there's a certain level of responsibility there, not just getting them through a test. And it is not just knowing sort of the, the basic driving skills, but also being able to pass on that, that advice, actually, the very basic, is being a good teacher. Yeah, absolutely, regardless. yeah. yeah. Because the, you say they're being a teacher, I mean, it's, it's very, it, it is passing on that knowledge, but it's mo the most important thing is you, you're not just passing the knowledge over to them so they know what to do. I think it's very important that you they understand what to do. Yeah, they, they need to understand why they're doing things and not just because of being told to do that, you know. It's very important. I mean, you could just... you, you there, there are, no doubt, there'll be instructors out there who are probably just tell, 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 and it's like learning by rote. Um, so the pupil can just memorise what to do, what to do. 
as opposed to really knowing the why they're doing these actions. There used to be when in my in my previous life, I used to work at uh, BAE Systems uh, for for many years, and I used to, on my laptop. I used to have an old Chinese proverb, and I used to say it said, "Tell me and I'll forget, show me and I'll remember." Involve me and I'll understand. And I think that's key to, the, to a lot of jobs, but it's vital to this job. It's getting the pupil to understand and getting them involved in the process so that they, they, they are a safer driver. But also, there is a certain element. In this job, you're not just a driving instructor. You're partly a social worker and a psychologist. <laughs> So you're actually trying to develop them as a human being as well. Um, it's really important. That's why the, the character and personality of a driving instructor can be equally as important. You've got to be able to... You want Some grumpy 17-year-old has been playing on his PlayStation till 3 o'clock in the morning gets in the car. You might have to lift them up a bit. <laughs> it's important. That's what I was going to ask, actually. It's building that one-to-one -one relationship, isn't yeah. it? Because that's what it is. You're in that car and obviously... They 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 got to trust you to teach them. I mean, yeah. If that relationship's not going to work, and a friend of mine, he had a, he had a driving instructor, and they just didn't get on, and he didn't get anywhere. As in my friend, exactly. You know, and if the relationship's not there, then then it's dead in the wall. No, you've got to be. You, you, the, the, it's got to be. Um, they've got to get on. You've got to have the ability to be able to get on with people. And this is, again is the other side of my job in terms of being a trainer. Um, there's quite a few people who during the process. The earlier the better, because um, you do you spot it quite quickly. You just know they're not going to make it as a driving instructor. They just haven't got the the ability. I mean, you know, when you, you once after you spend three hours with somebody and there's literally no eye contact, you know it's not going to work. You know, because they're going to have to interact with people. They've got to be clear. They've got to be concise. Because sometimes they can't understand your accents. <laughs> but <laughs> but there's 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 always got to there's got to be an empathy between the two of you. Um, and you, if you just haven't got that ability to raise somebody and a level of just pick them up off the floor, because there's going to be days where people get in the car and, and they're just, they're, they're so low and you can, you can help them. This is where like, you know, I'm, I'm joking about the social sociologists and psychologists, but you do sometimes have to pick them up. You might sometimes have to sit for a quarter of an hour and listen. You've got to be a good listener because if you can't listen, then you're dead because you want them to listen. You've got to be able to listen to them as well because you do develop a bond and you do develop that that um, like professional relationship. And then once it's over, you know, you're hoping in ten years' time that you're, you know, you, you're driving. They remember you, you know, who you are, and hopefully you've helped them a part away of the journey. What other, you mentioned uh, towards the start of the interview, <coughs> qualifications as well. What, do they need qualifications prior to starting or they can just start in terms of going into instructors? Yeah, they need, they, a, they need like, a driving like, license. Driving license, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they need a driving license. Um, other than that, no no other qualifications needed. Um, but, yeah, if you, I mean, it's funny, this morning I've just had two instructors pass uh, friends of theirs over to me because they want to become instructors, so... They, they're saying, you know, obviously, I'm the guy to come to, um, which is very nice. Um, but other than that, no no qualifications. What I always do make sure I do, I mean, on Saturday, I met two on Saturday afternoon in um, in a hotel um, to, they, they want to become, is meet them. Because not everybody's got, we just said there, 
not everybody's got the right uh, personality to become an instructor. So I'd much rather, you know, you need to meet them rather than just take, like, take anybody on. I'm not being, well, I am being derogatory. Some of the multinationals, they'll just take anybody on because um, they haven't got time. You know, they just they haven't got time to meet people. I always make sure I meet everybody before to at least a kind of vetting procedure. Have you got the ability? Do you see the right type of person? Can you actually communicate? Can you look at me? Can you talk? Because um, you, occasionally you won't. Yeah, occasionally she's not the right person. How long does it take for someone to, to get through that process to become a fully-fledged instructor on average? Um, on average, it'd probably take about a year. Yeah, take about a year. By the time they've passed the part one, they have to do, you know, your, the old, if I say DBS checks, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so you, I know what you mean, but um, so yeah, okay. listening so, is basically so, you. So basically, it. you've got to go through a procedure where send off to the uh, to be vetted, make sure that you've got no criminal convictions behind you. Um, a lot of jobs nowadays require a DBS check. Um, by the time you've got that back, you then it gives you that allows you to apply to train to become a trainer. Uh, sorry, to be able to be trained. Um, and you, once you've got that, you then um, do the practice for the theory, the revision. So provide all the materials for that. Training for the part two obviously depends upon the actual capability of each in, um, driver. Um, on average, that'll probably take um, sort of six, eight weeks. The, one of the biggest problems we've got at the moment is um, because of the um, number of 17-year-old tests that are in abeyance, currently the ADI examiners are at the moment teach, having to do the normal tests, the standard tests. So there's a bit of a delay. So that's kind of put things back about three months in terms of timescales. But on average, it'll take about a year for you to go through, assuming that you pass the part one and the part two first time, which there's no reason why you wouldn't. Uh, we are running out of time, but I just do you want okay. to ask just one bit like anyone listening, because you get a lot of people, such as yourselves, go off and have their own driving and dr driving instructor business or whatever. Yes. They do their own thing. And yeah. A lot of people as well actually become uh, part of, say, Red Driving yes. School, yeah, yeah. for instance. Yeah. Is, you know, um, Does it matter really what people go, what direction people go in? Yeah, you're much better off being an independent. Um, I mean, it's a lot cheaper for one. You don't have to pay the franchise. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you can find a local like myself, um, that, that's really the, the big benefit because if I, I as I say, I, I work with quite a few driving schools, small driving schools, so the franchise is minimal and the people I know I can trust. So uh, you're much better off going down the local route. And you'll find that pretty much around the country on different Facebook groups and media groups. A lot of people ask that question, you know, what, should, what route should I go down? And 99% of the answers that come back is find a local trainer. And that's where I come in. So if you go and look on the government website, you know, find a driving instructor training course, that'll lead to me. That's where that kind of comes through. Finally, when where if anyone just wants to get a taste, a bit of an idea of what yeah. it could could be like, you know, how how could people go about doing that, getting a bit of ex experience, I suppose. In really. terms of, uh, you know, it's just like con they contact you and yeah, ask, yeah, ask best questions way to contact. or contact their own instructor or whatever. Yeah, to, you know, the, the, the best thing advice. to yeah, I mean, in t if you if you want to think about becoming a a uh, instructor, then you know the, the easiest thing is go through uh, go look at my website which is sgsinstructortraining.co.uk. Um, that'll take you through to my phone number. 
I've also got obviously a business Facebook page, um, Steve G. Smith, fully accredited trainer. Those words, quite a long one. Um, but also, if you you um, Google, um, you Google, I'll, I'll appear on there as well. Um, if you want to, in terms of find your local driving instructor, um, if you go on to the government websites and put in your postcode. Um, and I would say to people, there is this is being a bit biased, but there is a little ticky box on there that says standards check grade. I'm a great believer in that bit. Well, some people dismiss it, and that just means the they've passed, it shows the level of the standards check that they passed that. Uh, so the higher they are, the less the higher the grade they got. But that's personal opinion. It's been really interesting talking to you. I'm sure we can talk so much more about becoming Absolutely. a driving instructor. But to Steve G. Smith, thank you so much for talking to us today. And uh, sgsinstructortraining.co.uk, uh, a uh, place to go if you want to uh, find out more. Steve, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invite. Future Education, a specialist independent school which inspires children to achieve and nurtures them to become successful adults. Find out more at futureeducation.org.uk.